You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, good evening. This is Mike. Yeah, this is Kevin. And we're here to bamboozle and baffle you again. Sunday the 5th, I think it is. Is that the date? I think so. I'll take your word on it. And we're skipping the um, NBA finals that I don't think uh, many people are watching. Anymore. Oh, there's a lot of people like that round ball stuff. Not me, though. That's a different group. I want to know who did we pay to do that intro that says we're actually trucking experts. <laughs> who did we pay to lie for us? Yes. <laughs> I mean, jeepers, creepers. <laughs> so what do we have new that, that's new and exciting? What's going on here is that we're working on this class that we're going to start. But yeah. How relevant that is. It's going to be a school. It is. It's going to be a school. For advanced training on why tires wear funny and why trucks handle bad. Right. For those people who want to know everything that you could possibly want to know about it. It's going to be three weeks long, three and a half days each week, six hours each day. So there's 21 hours of instruction each week, and we figure it'll take three weeks to get through it. And then there'll be an optional fourth week if somebody wants to go that far where you would be as an intern in a shop that actually does alignments the way we want them done, and you'd have a week's worth of hands-on in it. So that would be great, but I just, I still have, we have not really even talked to anybody about oh i have have? oh yeah Uh, i've got a couple places already lined up but but i don't expect a lot of people are going to want to do that but if they do that's fine and we're getting this set up so that it's approved it'll be approved by the uh, u.s veterans administration so vets will be able to go to it and have it paid for by the va and uh we'll also try and help people find jobs in this industry because we know so many people looking for you know they, they would get our equipment if they had a tech to do it yeah yeah this is this by the way this isn't like uh trump you then no this is not trump you no no and it will not be directed specifically at our brand of alignment equipment we'll train them to understand any piece of alignment equipment out there now, we're not going to teach you how to use a hunter machine or teach you how to use a beeline. The assumption is that that's what you're using. You already know it. But we're going to teach you all the weaknesses, all the things you got to look out for when you're using that piece of equipment. And uh, we've already had inquiries, uh, expressed interest from tire manufacturers about sending their reps through it so that maybe instead of having to call us and ask us, what the hell's going on, they'll have people that know how to do it themselves. That's the goal. We want to train experts up on this. So that's that's our big deal. Our goal right now, we're, we've already got a, a, an agreement with a local community college to have it run through their program. That gets us the ability to run through the VA. Kevin and I are now working on the actual curriculum. We're taking all of the stuff that we normally teach. We're slowing it down instead of putting it out there in four hours. Yeah, and we're adding in more and more stuff that I've really not talked about much because I don't have time to talk about it in one day anyway. Yeah, even in two days, it's hard to get everything. Can't, can't get through it. And as we know, 
Here's this show that we do one hour a day. It's been roughly 52 hours, and we still have not nearly talked about everything. No, we repeat a lot of things for get the same questions. And there'll be interval tests during the training, and there'll be certificates issued at the end of it. You don't have to – the way we got it planned, you don't have to take all three weeks at the same time. So let's say you're in business, and you can say, I can afford a week in the summer. Okay, you could take the first mo- module then. And let's say four months later, you say, okay, I can take another week. So you can take the second module then. And then the third week could be taken when you have time. When you completed all three, okay, you get your certificate. Uh, if somebody is in a position where they can just, hey, I'm coming in for three weeks, fine. We'll tell you when the first modules start. You can stay three weeks and get the whole thing done. We don't figure there'll be any more than maybe 10 or 15 people in a class. It's going to be a small group study thing. There'll be hands-on. We'll be going out looking at trucks. Uh, we're going to try and combine everything so you're really competent when you're done with it. So that's our new and exciting stuff. Now, if you in the listenership land out there, have a particular question or a comment about that or anything else that's going on you want to talk about. We do not discuss uh, politics uh, other than to make smart ass remarks about it once in a while. Yeah. Uh, no, no serious political discussions here because we don't know shit about it. Right. <laughs> and they can say that about some of the candidates too, but that's in material. That's another discussion. Um, push one on your phone dial if you push it twice, you will be erased from the universe and have to have a copy of the, uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy to find your way back. But um, we do have one question out there right now. We have a bunch of listeners, but only one question. Yeah, let's uh, – where's the phone area code? 651. What's your guess? It's very familiar. It should be familiar. Is where Sven and Ollie are from. Minnesota. Yeah. Now the question is: Is he in? Is he? I used he. The 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 male gender descriptive. Uh, is this person male or female in Minnesota? He's probably in Minnesota. <laughs> He's probably in Minnesota. All right. Let's find out. Are you there? In. Yep. I'm in Texas. <laughs> and he's in Texas. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you have your pontoons? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right. What's up, buddy? Uh, yes, I've got an O2 Freightliner Columbia. I've got steer tire. My left steer tire um, inside thread is cupping. Close to the frame. And uh, yes, yep, the inside okay. is cupping. It's, right. uh, I've replaced them 50,000 miles ago. They're brand new Yokohamas. Um, and it's R-101. doing it again. Yeah. It's doing it again. All right. Have you laid your hand flat on the tire, slide your hand across the tread toward the frame of the truck, and then slide your hand back out? Does it feel sharp going in and smooth coming out? Ooh. If you give me 10 seconds, I could probably tell you if I get out of the truck. <laughs> Not a problem. We'll sit here and make jokes about everything until then. So, so what what took you out of Minnesota down to the land of many waters? Um, work. Work. <laughs> had a load there had to go, go that way. Go. Huh? Exactly down to the Rio Grande Valley. Let's there you see. go. 
let's see, guys. No, there's no cupping. I don't feel. I don't feel any cupping. Well, no sharpness. Going in. Go, yes. Going in. Going it's, in. Literally going towards the cupping. Yeah, I can feel yes. it. Yes. Yes. And when you pull it out, it's yep. smooth, right? Okay, now I want yep, you to walk yep. over to the other front tire and be willing to bet the other front tire will not have that on there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep, another tire okay. is good. Okay, what it tells me is that you have two problems. First, the front uh-huh. end of the truck is slightly towed out. And with that tow-out condition, you could have two handling characteristics. It might want to follow cracks in the road and hunt a little bit. And it may also have a shimmy in the steering wheel between 45 and 55 miles an hour. Okay? The second problem you've got is that the drive axles in the back are pushing the truck to the right. Now, because the front end is towed out a little bit, the right front tire is going to the right the same direction the drive axles is, so it's perfectly happy, and the left front tire is getting drugged sideways. Oh, okay, okay. Now, did you say this was a Freightliner? Mm-hmm. Oh, to Columbia. Are you hooked up to a trailer right now? Yes. Okay, it's a little hard to see with a trailer on it, but I'd be willing to bet if you go around behind the truck, crawl underneath the trailer, and look at the airbags underneath the rear end of your truck, they're both tilted with the bottom of the airbags toward the center of the truck. Yeah, I was trying to get that fixed today. Replaced all my U-bolts, get all that done nah. today, but don't need nobody to replace wants to do them. that, Doc. Don't need to replace them. What you need to do is I, loosen I them up. Just no, 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 no. Here, here, let me explain what happened. Is over the time the U-bolts have stretched and got longer. That's allowed the airbags to slide toward the middle of the truck. The leaf springs are moving, which means the axles in the back are not being held still. They can walk around, so you can't successfully align it. Now, oh. if you replace the U-bolts. The new U-bolts are going to stretch worse than the old ones did. So what we recommend is simply loosen the old U-bolts a little bit more, put a port of power between the leaf springs and push them back out again so that the airbags look relatively straight, and just tighten that shit out of those U-bolts. Here's the question, Mike. Um, are you familiar with the auto, um, auto chains? The auto chains? Yes. Of the, uh, yes. Well, I have these on that truck on the bottom of the U-bolt. There's a big plate down there. I gotta remove it because I removed that uh, remove that system. I run Minnesota to Texas. I don't think I need automatic chains out here. <laughs> no, no. So, and Take so, those off. But I would still leave the U-bolts alone because if you change the U-bolts, now here's the normal cycle. Let's say you buy a new truck and it's got new U-bolts. All right. <laughs> Before you put it into service, it's already been transported 1,000 or 1,500 miles to get to wherever you're at. We tell the people, retighten those U-bolts right away, okay? Then at 5,000 miles, I want you to retighten a brand-new U-bolt again. And at 25,000 miles, I want you to tighten them again. And then from then on, every 50,000 miles, whatever service interval you have close to that, make sure somebody retightens the U-bolt again. Okay. Now... If you're able to reuse those U-bolts, that immediate tightening, which when they install them, the 5,000-mile tightening and the 25,000-mile tightening, you can forget about them because those U-bolts are already stretched. You just got to retighten them every 50,000 to make sure they don't come loose again. Okay. 
All right. All right. You just saved me $300 then. So thank right. you. Right. Right. You can, you can send me a, a gift card for that, and we'll be fine. There you go. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Thank you. You bet. You have yourself a great all day. Right. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. That was a good conversation. We got to talk about some good stuff there. And and he had the classic Freightliner airbags tilted, axle walking around, slight toe out the front end, and as a result of those combinations, he loses the inside of the left front tire. You know, this is the classic problem that we had for 20 years. Yeah. That, we were, that, was, that was the number one problem we were dealing with. That's what they had over at Ziegler across the street. Yeah. On all their trucks, they couldn't figure out how to get more than 40,000 miles out of their steer tires. Got them tight new bolts, lined it up right. Now they're getting 200000 No big deal. Okay. Next question. Who is this? Next question. Yeah, we got two more. Yes, uh, we do. Next question is from the 317. Area. 317. Like Pennsylvania or something? Indiana. Indiana. It is Indiana. Indiana is my first. You think he's in Indiana? No, it's a small state. He's probably already gone. I bet he's in home. Let's find out. Hello, Indiana. Hello, Indiana. Are you there? Are you there? Nobody's listening to us. He left us. Okay. We'll have to try somebody else in. Uh, 507. 507. That number sounds familiar, too. Isn't that also Minnesota? It is Minnesota. They got two Sven and Jolly, Ollie's together. Yump in the Yemeni. Okay. Let's find out if he's in Minnesota. Okay. Right. Worth a shot. Hello, Minnesota. Hello. How you doing? All right. That's good. Are you in Minnesota? Yes, I am in Minnesota. Okay, very good. Have you seen Sven and Ollie lately? No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddy? Question: I'm I'm running uh, Toyo M177 steer tires. Yep. On on uh, right side, the second rib in from the inside of the tire, I've got two air spots, and uh-huh. now between these air spots is a good hunk of rubber. And it's yeah, about eight inches. Yes, and that's yep. and that's just. That one rib is this wear mark is on. Sure. What kind of uh, tire pressure are you running? I try to keep 110. And that tire needs 120. That tire does need 120. Yes, it does. 110 on the sidewall of the tire is the minimum pressure for that tire to carry the load that is specified on the side of the tire. And that tire is probably 6,000 pounds of load. Okay. Now, okay. since you're carrying, you're probably carrying about 12,000 pounds on your front end of your truck, that means 110 is the minimum pressure to carry the load. Does that make sense? Okay. Good. Now, you're driving down the road, you've got 12,000 pounds on your tire, and you step on the brakes. How much weight's on the steer axle now? Uh, more than 12,000. And when that happens, the footprint of the tire buckles, and the middle starts coming up a little bit and causes those second rib punch wears. So 10 extra pounds. Now, people think that the pressure on the sidewall is the maximum pressure. In fact, it's the minimum. 
the maximum pressure that you can put in a tire rim combination is stamped on the rim. And yours are probably 120 maximum cold inflation rims. And so I keep telling everybody, put 120 in those steer tires, and they do better. All right. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day. Thank you. That was a basic question. I don't know if the tire manufacturers are ever going to get past that. Well, some of them already have. Continental absolutely understands it's the minimum pressure. But you've got 50 years of people being used to saying, well, that's the maximum pressure. I would, I would, okay, I, I understand that. But I, I think the reason they're not going to get past it is because they don't have to. Oh, I agree they don't have to. And, as long as these tires, you know, there's got to be a reason the tires fail. And now I can just blame uh, everything else. Well, yeah, I'll agree with all that, but it's it's a frustrating thing for a guy whose job is to make the tire wear right that they don't want to put enough air in. But their job is to sell more tires. So back and forth in the battle. All right, what do we got for the third one there? Very familiar. Six one nine. Where would we know six one nine from? It is California. So, from the land of fruits and nuts. This one would be San Diego. It would be southern San Diego. Well, it could be southern, but 619 also also goes up the Sierra Mountain Range there, a little bit on the oh, east of L.A. I don't know. It's what it used to be. And remember, I'm old. Right. All right. Let's see, because we used to live there. Yeah. Hello, California. Hey, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You? Good, good. It's also cool. the land of no water either. So the land of no, no water, water, the drought country, Esther. Yeah. yeah. And 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 just, what what part of California are you in or from? Well, I'm from San Diego, so I grew up and okay. raised there, and I and I live in uh, Fontana now. But uh, okay, well, I Kevin in San and I. Diego, so I was in my mid thirties. Kevin and I were originally from Escondido. Yep. yep. I remember yep. you went to Julian High School. I did go to Julian High School, graduated from Julian High School, class of five. <laughs> <laughs> I was exiled, yeah. <laughs> so what's up, buddy? Hey, just a, a quick FYI. I think the audio on your son isn't coming in very good. Uh, he needs to talk louder? Yeah, it's it's uh, like he's talking from across the room. But um, my question is – I. Um, I have this. My truck has a pull to the right. I've taken it to several alignments. The tires wear dead even. I've put 150,000 miles on this set, perfectly uh, flat. It just has this annoying pull. The only thing I ah. can notice is on the uh, leaf springs. It's a Freightliner Cascadia. It's got like a one and a half leaf spring. Mm-hmm. And on mm-hmm. the on the passenger side between the two leaves, I can actually stick my fingers all the way through. On the driver's side, I can only get my fingertip in. I can't get my fingers in. So that's the only distortion I can see with the truck. They put wedges and stuff like that, but none of that cured the problem. So I actually ordered composite leaf spring. I was wondering, do you have okay. experience with those? And when I install them, will I take out all those wedges that people have put in over the different alignments and just start off with just the leaf spring, the spacer, and then the U-bolt? Well, the Freightliner normally comes with a one and a half degree wedge in it, anyway, right from the factory, um, and that 
it, no, they have they have a wedge usually, and that usually gives you a three and a half to four degrees of caster in the front end of the truck. Um. My personal opinion, if I'm going to go to that much trouble and replace everything, I would probably uh, leave the wedge out. Now, do you have or do you have access to a digital level? Um, no, but I, if, if that's important, I could get one. Well, what we want to do is we want to figure out how much caster the front end of the truck has got. The okay. more caster you have in the front end, the rougher the truck rides. The less caster you have, the smoother the truck rides. But if you go too far down on caster, the truck wants to road wander. Okay? Okay. So two degrees of caster tends to be what we found with a three-axle tractor with the standard wheelbase lengths we're running today. About the ideal caster, you get the best of handling and you get the best of ride. Now, if you had a digital level and you took everything out, you put your new composite springs in, you set the leaf springs down on the axle, but you don't tighten the U-bolts. You could put a level on top of the frame rail in line with the frame and see what angle you've got there, zero it. Then set it down on the axle right next to the U-bolts in the same direction that the frame would be, in other words, front to back. And the difference in angle between the axle pad and the, and the frame is the caster. And you would want about two degrees of caster there. Okay. Now, if you don't have a digital level, there is always the shade tree way of, method, of measuring it, all right? You need a four-foot-long stick. It could be a broom handle, okay? And with everything changed over and the leaf spring sitting on the axle, but the U-bolt's not tight, you measure from the concrete floor of the garage up to one end of the stick. Now, the stick is laying on the spring pad, it's got to be exactly four feet long. You need it four feet long. Yep. And, you, and it's in line like the same as the leaf springs would be, except right. it's sitting on the axle. If the front of that stick is two inches above the back of that stick, you have two degrees of caster. Two inches in the front. Yes, two inches up in the front. If we, if we okay. extend the, the length of the sim to four feet, then one inch becomes one degree. Right. One inch is one degree and four foot of movement. Okay. Okay? So there's two ways you can measure the caster. So if I was doing it, I would do that because if I'm going to go to the trouble to put new leaf springs in, I'm going to go to the trouble to try to get the best ride out of it I can. Okay? Absolutely. Now, are, are you going to put the springs in or somebody else going to do it? No, I was going to have a shop that I use, and they, they're really good at uh, mechanically. Okay, good. Then they they probably have a digital level to use to measure driveline angles. And they can use okay. their digital level that's used on driveline angles to zero it on top of the frame and then set it on the spring pad. They can tell what the caster is. Now, the other trick that many people skip when they replace leaf springs is when you set the, the, the vehicle back down, the leaf springs are on the axle, the U-bolts aren't tight. You want to measure from the hole that the U-bolt's going into up to the front pin on the leaf spring. You're measuring the length from the front of the leaf spring back to the U-bolt and the axle. And compare it on the left side and the right side of the truck, and they should be square to each other within a sixteenth of an inch. So, so you have the axle to the frame square within a sixteenth. Yes. Did that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. So the U-bolt's in the front, measured 
to the front of the leaf spring and compare both sides. It should be within a sixteenth of an inch. Correct. Now, Kevin did a couple of things. Was his voice any better now, or is he still talking out of a can? Um, is it? Still pretty faint. Still, still pretty faint. faint. Well, you got to talk up, son. <laughs> you're okay, coming we'll in loud and clear. But he's I have a much better mic. Yours is really okay. loud. Mine must, mine's just really low uh, for some reason. I'll back away from mine a little bit so I'm not quite so loud. <clears throat> All right. Did we answer your questions? Oh, uh, there's one more yeah, thing I want you to check. There's uh-huh. one more thing. <clears throat> if the leaf springs are causing this pull, you would have to be steering against the pole to make it dry straight, and you should not have gotten the tire life you got. Yeah. Okay? Right. There is one other thing I know of that can cause you to be fighting a pull in the cab, and it's not affecting the tires, and that's if your steering gearbox has got a problem. Yeah, so, I called in once before, and I, and I did that. I jacked up the front end and uh, raised yeah, the RPMs and burned the steering wheel. It didn't do it, – it, 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 nothing moved. It stayed straight. It didn't, I didn't see okay. any signs of it. Yeah. Okay, then, then your next choice is to try what you're trying. That's fine. Well, yeah. Now, I'm, I've got a couple of doubts about that. In that I, he says there's been people that have been adding wedges, and I'm wondering if the wedges being added is the reason that one spring is bound up and the other isn't. That's very possible. Are the wedgings different from side to side on the truck? I believe so. Okay. So that could be what's binding up and sure, twisting your leaf. So. Yeah, but it, you've already ordered the springs, right? Yes, I did. I, uh, yeah, they're already at the house. And these springs that you've got in your truck are the original springs anyway, right? Yes, and I have about nine, over 900,000 miles on them. They don't owe you any money. Take them out, yeah. put the composites in, let's see what happens. Yeah, that leaf-and-a-half design isn't meant to last forever. Right. Yeah. I think you're good. Okay, and you sound better, too, now. Oh, good. Thank you. Good. All right. We'll work yeah. this all out. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Mike. You have a great day. All right. You, too. Bye. Bye. Okay. That was good. That was a good conversation. Yeah. I like good conversations. Good conversations, yeah. We got uh, a couple more calls in. We do. We do. Are there course. anybody we want to talk to, or are there people we want to ignore? Well, I'm assuming I'm assuming they'll want to talk to us. I don't okay. Know. We'll have to listen. To what area code? Talk to them. Uh, the the first area code is six zero eight six zero eight Cheesehead. Oh, from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh. What do you think? Southern Wisconsin or Northern Wisconsin? I just have no blah, 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 blah. Who knows? Yeah. Let's find out. All right. Where'd that mouse go? There he is. Okay. Hello, Wisconsin. Hi there. Uh, Hi southern you. Wisconsin, actually. All right. So, so the but same I'm in house. Florida. But you're in Florida. That's extreme southern <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> yes. That's the southern part. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got a 6 by 2 Volvo. The rear tag axle on the passenger side, inside tire. I have river wear on the, like, two inches from the inside, like from the frame going out on the right side only. Okay. On the tire. And I had the wheel bearings checked uh, before because I figured it probably was wheel bearings, so I had to check the wheel bearings, and they said they were fine. 
but okay, this, the, this set of tires is doing the same thing now. Okay, the question becomes, how did they check them? Uh, did they did they pull the truck into the shop and go get a cup of coffee and have a donut and then come back and bring the truck back out and say, now the bearings are okay? Yeah, I, or, I have no idea. It was one of them. I had to drop it off and come back a couple of days later when they could work it in. So I, yeah, I, I did, don't have it. Then where was it? Yeah, Who'd where you take was it to? Uh, Volvo shop. A Volvo shop. Which they Volvo shop? Own, they have their, uh, in Auburndale, Florida. They have their. Got it. This six by two is all air right. It's all not air right. It's all computerized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally uh, different breed of animal. Okay. Do you have access to a jack? Yes, I do. Okay. Jack up the right front side there. Just that right wheel position. Make sure the brake is released. Grab the top of the tire with both your hands and push and pull on it like you're trying to rip the tire off the rim. And if it doesn't go click, 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 they're right, the bearing's tight. And if it does go click, 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 they're wrong, it's loose. Wait, is this a okay. drive or a trailer? It's a six by two. It's a tag axle. Oh, it's a tag. There's no drive axle in it. So you can do this test. Okay. If there's a drive axle in it, I need a pry bar, and I set it up a little different. But, but just a trailer or a tag axle, you can grab that thing and shake that bitch, and it'll either move or it won't. Okay? Right. Okay. All right. If it does move, all right, fine. They got the bearing wrong, and, and we can show somebody or explain to somebody how to do it right. If it doesn't move, and, you're, and I'm getting the indication this is a second set of tires doing the same thing, yeah, I, I wore out the first. I, it's 378,000 miles on the truck. It's second set of tires I'm on here now. But, yeah, the same exact wear pattern. Okay. And these are dual tires, not super singles, right? Correct, yes. Okay. Then the other question I have on this, because it is a basically a trailer axle, I would want you to slide your hand back and forth across that tire looking for feathered wear just like you would on a steer. Okay. And see if there's any feathered wear. Now let's <clears throat> let's say for the sake of argument that on that right rear position you slide your hand and you feel sharp when you go in and smooth when you come out. And on the other side of the truck on the same axle you feel no feathering. That would indicate to me that the axle's bent. Yeah, tweaked axle, and that side's getting pushed sideways, and that's causing this tire wear. Yeah. So I hope that's not what it is. I'd rather it be a wheel bearing because that's easy to fix. At least that we can just adjust and forget about. Right. Yeah, they got got just like an I-beam axle. It's not an axle say, but yeah, okay. Okay. So I, I don't know if you're in a position to feel that now. If you're next to your truck or not, okay. Well, that, okay, that would be what I would check next time you stop someplace. You can simply get out and, and feel the tire, and if it's there, it's there. If it's not there, it's not there. Okay. Okay. Well, as far as if it's loose, explain to me what you want for tightening up the wheel bearing, zero to two thousands, or yeah, I want I want one to five thousands, but. Instead of messing around with the dial indicator, which most people can't use and figure out how they do it right anyway, we've right. got a set of torque specs that we use. Now, okay. what I would do is I would take the oil cap off of the outside of it, 
and they're either going to have a double nut or a single nut. So if I it's got a sing- block, the Pearl Torque block nuts on it. Perfect. You got single nuts. So you take that little orange clip ring out, you yep. take a torque wrench, and you set the torque wrench at, at 90 foot pounds. Right. And just tighten it up until you get a click, and then yep. put the lock ring back in, and you're done. In fact, you could do that without even checking whether or not it's loose. Yeah, but I don't want to have to take it apart and clean up the oil and put a gasket back on it and put it back no, together. So if it ain't loose, it ain't loose. Somebody's knocking, trying to get in. Are they trying to get in, or is the is the tire <laughs> flat, and now it's banging? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, go ahead. I'm listening. Okay, all right. We heard Sorry. that thumping in the background. It was real regular, like somebody was beating on your door. <laughs> oh, no. I was going down the highway there. It just went over a bump. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Very good. I figured. It just sounds funny. Yeah. So anyway, that that would be what I would be doing if I tighten it up. I tighten it to 90 foot-pounds. Do not back it off. Now, that's with all the wheels hanging on the hub while you're doing it, okay? Okay. And and 90 foot-pounds does not preload the bearing. All you're doing is pushing those tapered bearings in together and lifting and centering the 700 pounds of tires, rim, and drum on the bearing. Okay. All right. Okay. All righty. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. No problem, buddy. You drive safe. We'll talk to you later. Yep. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. That was, again, a good conversation. I'm liking this. We got an intelligent audience today. (laughs) Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're only talking about the ones that have called in. The ones that listen might be idiots. We have no idea what's happening. The rest of them we don't know anything about. All right. We got another question. It's the 605 area code. 605. Man, we're getting a lot of northern states. This is South Dakota. South Dakota. We're going to go right through there, Tim. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'll be driving up that direction in uh, not this coming week, the next week. I have to go to Haver, Montana, yeah. and then I'm up to uh, Swift Current, Swift Saskatchewan. Current. A? A. A. All yeah. right. Very good. The Flatlands. South Dakota. South Dakota. Is he still there or is he out of there? I I'm think he's out of there. I'm going to say he's in Minnesota. <laughs> All right. You say he's in Minnesota. All right. All right. Hello there. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, I got uh, probably a really easy one. I uh, get super wait singles minute, on wait, my wait drive. A, wait, a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where are you at? Are you in South Dakota or you out of South Dakota? <laughs> no, I'm going through Austin, you. Texas right now. He um, is way out of South Dakota. So the Minnesota guy is from Texas. Yeah. And the yeah, do, you have, do you have pontoons on your truck? <laughs> I'm going to San Antonio, so I might need them. <laughs> wow. With those super singles, they act as pontoons, don't they? They kind of do, don't they? Yeah, that, no, that'll take care of it. It's a flotation gear for Flotation me. tire. Yeah, there you go. All right. So what kind of problem you got with your tire? That's a really easy one for you, probably. I uh, took my wheels off and took them to a place where they polish them with the machine, and when I... Got them all back on. The last one I was putting on, I ran the nuts down. It's uh, the hub pilot, of course. And just as the nut got to the rim, it started spinning freely. It stripped. Uh-oh. So how do I get that off? I've got several ideas. but Okay, okay. Now we're talking about one nut that it's stripped on one stud. Is that correct? 
right, right. Okay, okay. The the best way I've seen to get that off of there is we have to put another nut on, okay? Yeah. And, oh, geez. <laughs> Pick one way or the other way. I've done it with a torch, and I've done it with the other. If If we... Yeah, that'd work. That'd work. You're going to have to hold. I'd cut the nut. I, that's it. I'd get yeah. a piece of asbestos. I'd put asbestos but, uh, back in there to protect the rim from the excessive heat, and I'd use a torch and I'd yeah. cut the nut. Okay? All right. That's, and, that's what I was wondering. With, uh, should a guy take a respirator and let the rim cool or... Do you think it'll hurt the rim or as long as, as, long as that asbestos I've, is there? If I get the asbestos in there, I've never had a problem. You're not putting that much heat directly on it because you're kind of aiming sideways, so your torch is aimed at the rim. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah, and you just cut the nut and take it off of there, and you may or may not have to replace the stud. Okay? Yeah, that's what the I'm odds, thinking. Sometimes... Uh, the odds are you're going to have to replace the stud. May as well plan on it. Okay. And so that means you're going to be in a shop where you can not only cut the nut off, but then you can take the rest of the wheel off, take the drum off, take the stud out, put a new stud in, put it back together again. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious. I, that was one of my ideas. And I thought about welding another nut, but then I didn't know how much heat I could put close to that aluminum wheel, so... Well, if you put a stud, another nut on there and, and welded the nut to the stud, that would allow you to move the other one. But, but then you got to cut the one off that you welded. So I'm just working my way through how I used to do them. And I, finally, I remember yeah. now I finally got to the point I just had a sheet of asbestos. I'd stuck it in to protect the rim, and I cut the damn nut off. Yeah, well, that sounds like a good idea, so that's what I'll do. Okay, buddy. All right. All right, thanks. Thanks a lot. Good luck to you, Colin. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Is that, that going to be in the class, South Dakota? Uh, probably not, because <laughs> that has nothing to do with why tires wear funny and why trucks handle bad. No, that's just a, a wheel and. This is shade tree mechanic. Yeah, yeah, I'm a shade tree boy. Yeah. I don't know what the factory tells you to do about that. I mean, jeepers creepers, you, you got to get it out of there. Maybe they tell you to go in there with a chisel gun. Instead of a torch, and, and cut it out that and way. Cut the nut, and then on two sides to peel it off. And yeah. but then you got to take the rest off because well, this, I'm not, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody chisel a nut off. I haven't, because the chisel pops off the nut and goes into the rim. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna bet it's gonna end up just being cut it off. And it's the only way I can I, think I mean, of to if do it. If it damages the wheel, put another wheel on. Okay, we're, uh, you don't want to do that, man. Those rims are. Phew. I know. Ah, okay, whatever. Um, I had a good time. What t- how long have we been doing this? Oh, uh, 52 weeks. <laughs> 52 <laughs> weeks. How long today? <laughs> uh, we've been on here for about 40 minutes. About 40 minutes. Okay. We have run out of questions, questions and comments. We have 20 more minutes to fill. We don't have to fill them. Either somebody call. Oh, there they are. See, I knew I knew somebody would do it because they didn't want to listen to me sing and tell jokes. Yeah. So <laughs> they are smart. They are smart. You, you were right. We got a smart audience. We got a smart audience. <laughs> Who's this guy from? This one is four oh four. 
404. Georgia. 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 Well, I was in Atlanta last week. What's that? We were there yesterday. I was in Atlanta last week. I was in Georgia. But I don't know if 404 is Atlanta. Uh, I don't know. But I had Georgia on my mind. Um, Well, do you think he's there? there? Yeah, he's there. Okay. He's home. Hello, Georgia. How you doing? We're good. You? I can't complain too much. Up in Indiana right now, though. Oh, he's in Indiana. Okay. Heading towards Georgia. Okay. Towards Georgia. Heading, heading home. But Good I got plan. a problem. My right rear outside trailer tire is wearing on the outside edge. The other three Whoa. tires on the back are wearing just fine, but that right rear was wearing on the outside edge. Okay. It, it's acceler- It's accelerated with road check right. coming up this coming week. So it's, I don't want to have that kind of problem. I this agree. Super single? No, this is a dual, right? No, dual. Twenty-four five yeah. low pro duels. Okay. Now, in, have you? In all fairness, in all fairness, last year I had a bearing failure at that position. The whole set of duels came off, went flying into the bushes. You ah. would not believe how how heavy a set of of duels with the brake drum are when you got to push them off the bushes back to the road. Yeah, it's about <laughs> seven hundred pounds. That's a, Tell me that's about a it. Of... Yeah, yeah. And it, start, it started raining during the process. Now, oh. when the duels when the duels came off, they chewed up the end of the spindle. So yes. we had the spindle doctor in North Carolina come out there and put a new spindle on there. Right. Then I had my alignment shop replace all the bearings all the way around. We went from grease bearings to oil bearings. Right. Okay. And now this problem is starting <laughs> to happen on that deposition. Okay, I have two possibilities for you here. Please. Possibility number one, the outside edge of that tire got damaged at the time the wheel came apart. And although it may not have been real visible, that damage progressively gets worse because it's shorter than the other tread. And so it might These simply are new be... Tires. Oh, new, new tires? New okay. Tires. All right, forget that idea then. We're into the second Pardon? possibility. We're into the second possibility okay. now, which is not as good a one. Are All you right. stopped or are you driving right now? I'm driving, but I can set the, I can hit the brakes if I have to. No, that's up to you if you want to hit them or not. What I want you to do is when you get stopped someplace, I want you to mm-hmm. walk to that position. I want you to lay your hand flat on the tire, slide your right. hand toward the frame of the trailer, pull your hand back out, and see if it feels sharp as your hand comes out. The possibility. It probably does, based on the yeah. way it's wearing, it, it probably, yep. Well, what it, could have happened is when the axle doctor put the spindle on, he may yeah. have cocked it just enough that there's toe in in that wheel position now. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Okay. What's now, the solution there? Or is, is it... Yeah, there are certain companies that have the equipment to bend that axle and straighten it out. Okay. Okay. And that'll be the cheapest mm-hmm. solution you can come up with if, in fact, that's what's wrong. But here's two things mm-hmm. that I would do to confirm it. Number one, let's assume the other three wheel positions, both of them on the front axle and the one on the right or on the left side, are right. all driving in the same direction. That means if you feel all of those, there'll be no feathered wear in any of them. Okay. Gotcha. 
And they'll only be feathered wear on that right rear position. And it'll feel smooth going in and rough coming out. That's what I would expect. Okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. The next step is you want to confirm that with a measurement. Now, do you have any duct Uh, tape or masking tape? Of course. I got a truck. uh, Good. And you got an ink pen? And we need a a tape tape. measure. And somebody to hold the other end. All right, so then you're into a parking spot. You drive the trailer in. You put two pieces of duct tape or masking tape on the back side of that axle, one on the extreme right rear outside, one on the left rear outside on the back side of the tire. You make two little ink marks on the tape, and you pull a tape measure across, and you have somebody hold the tape on one ink mark, and you measure to the other one. That's across the width of the axle, right? Okay. Then you you roll the trailer forward until those two pieces of tape show up on the front side where you can put a tape measure on again. Measure between them. If the front measurement is a if the front measurement is a quarter inch or more shorter than the back measurement, you definitely have toe in. Okay. Okay. Can that be can that be adjusted out? That's where you have to have somebody bend the axle. Right. There's no yeah. And unlike the steer axle, okay. there's no toe adjustment. Okay. Got now, covered. I'm not going to go after the bearing being loose because if the bearing is loose, it normally causes cupping on the inside edge of the inside tire. Yep. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. Now, the, mm-hmm. the one other possibility is that this is not a toe-in, toe-out problem, but when he welded the spindle on, the end of the spindle drooped down on the right side, and it's actually a camber problem. Gotcha, Governor. Now, camber does not cause feathered wear. Mm-hmm. Only toe causes feathered wear. Okay. So you wouldn't feel any sharpness on the tire. It'll feel smooth both ways. Okay? Okay. Now, in order mm-hmm. to determine if it's a camber problem, we need another highly technical scientific tool that every truck driver is equipped with. It's an eyeball. What's that? Your eyeball. Got okay. Two All right. Good. I only need one good one. Then what you do is <laughs> okay. you you got your trailer parked in a in a rest stop or someplace. Okay. You crouch down in front of the front trailer axle. Okay. And you're looking down the outside of those tires on that front trailer axle. You're looking at the sidewalls of them, and you're comparing the way those are straight up and down compared to the axle right behind it, the right one. Now, if the top of the rear axle is tilted out compared to the front one, you've got a positive camber problem. If they both look like they're straight up and down to each other, you don't have a camber problem. There you go. Okay, now question. Could yeah. I take a load lock and lay it across the face of the open front axle tires and sight down that load lock and do the same basic thing? You could, but sometimes axles are not perfectly centered to each other, and the load lock will tell you something that's not true. Got you covered. Got you. I feel okay. you. Okay. Yep. So yep. The, the, first, the feathered wear is what you're looking for. If you find feathered wear, use the duct tape and tape measure to confirm how far off it is. If okay. you don't find the feathered wear, just simply look down the two axles and see if the tires are straight up and down compared to each other. Right. 
Now, I had one. I had one other thought. I was wondering, is it possible? Now you said he got new tires, but did he get new rims? Yeah. Yeah. New no. rims also. No. no, didn't get new rims, but the odds are the rims wouldn't have caused this. No, even the outside edge, the outside. No, rim. no, because it wouldn't have done it all the way around. It would have cupped one spot if the rim was damaged. Okay. Got gotcha, you no. covered. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Now, I think I'm, when I get home in the morning, I deliver. I'll go ahead and take the set up on my alarm, my alarm shop and let them do these diagnostic tools that you just gave me. That's fine. That's all right. fine. If, if there's a problem, they got to fix it anyway. I can't fix right. it. Right. Right. Well, you're looking for toe or camber in that wheel position. Got you covered. And that's what it should be. Right. Now, could, could I take that tire and flip it on the rim to kind of even out the wear? Would that work? You, you, can cer- you can certainly try it. But remember that once a tire starts a pattern and it's visible, it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. It just gets worse. Yeah. Okay. But during the road check thing, having what, having that wear pattern hidden inside where the DOT guy won't see it as well is probably a nice idea. That wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't hurt anything. Yeah, I gotta buy a tire tomorrow because, like I said, road road check is this coming week. Okay, but road, according to the according to the manual, a trailer mm-hmm. tire must have two thirty seconds of tread. On two adjo- or less than two thirty seconds of tread on two adjoining voids where you where the rib meet in order to be out of service. So well, that's where it is now. That's it is at two thirty seconds. Okay, <laughs> yep. then you're right to the point where you may have to get a tire, yeah. and then you want to make sure you don't put a tall a new tall tire next to the old short tire because it'll just eat the short tire up again. I got to get two tires then. Yes, or match them. Or match them. Find a used tire that matches it in height, and you can run them. Got you covered. And I'm looking okay. for tread depth as far as matching, correct? Correct. Got you covered. Well, okay. Yeah. Mike, Mike, Kevin, thanks for your input. I sure appreciate it. Always glad to help, buddy. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. We appreciate it. All right. Okay. okay. Another interesting call. What right, do we well, got here? we only got about 10 minutes left. Now. Who's this? We've got three callers here, so... The next one is 626. 626. That must be California. Another a West Coaster. Fruit or not. Maybe. Yeah. We'll find yeah. out. Hello, Hi. California. Hello. How are you? We're good. You? Oh, Saturday Midland. Saturday Midland. Cool. Where is 626 so, in California? Uh, 626 is a split off from the area around Pasadena, California, and on to the east up against the mountains. Got it. Okay. I know where that is. All right. So what can we do uh, for you? Well, the reason I'm calling uh, has to do with my 387 Pete's. I have three of them. Okay. And it has to do with with, uh, front springs and shackles and so on. Uh, but really quickly, for the guy that wants to get a nut off and he's worried about his rib, yeah. if he if he uses a carbide burr on a die grinder and splits the nut that way, he doesn't have heat next to his rim if he's worried about it. And sometimes a guy might uh, be able to do that out in the field if he otherwise carries a die grinder in his truck, but he doesn't carry a torch. Okay. Good, good idea. So, uh, carbide tip on a die grinder. Okay. Yeah, it's a you know you might burn the tip, but whatever, it's a twenty five dollar tip against a five hundred dollar wheel. So I agree uh, with that. It, it, yeah. it, it might help him out. So Excellent. my thing is, I've got three of these three eighty sevens, uh, an O one and a couple of O fours, and 
the springs and shackles uh, tend to, over time, make a little noise as the tire, you know, you hit a bump going into, uh, coming off the road and going into a ship or receiver. Yes. Uh, or the truck stop parking lot. You hit a little bump. And yep. I see that the rear of uh, the shackles, over time, will start wearing out against the, the, the sidebar. Yes. So I'm about to put uh, another set of DR Hortons in my truck, my mine mm-hmm. that I've had almost a million miles now. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, uh, I would think that the only proper way to shim that so that it's all lined up and there's no stress uh, one direction or the other is you really have to drop the front axle, you know, loosen up the U-bolts or something so that spring once you do the front pin and start and start shimming the backs, is free to be lined up straight with the frame. Well, you could, but all the times I've done it in the past, I didn't bother. Okay. Okay. The okay. The front position normally is not where I have my problems. It's always at the back where the where the shackle plates are. Does that sound right? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, well, that's and where you, it usually shows up. But I see I see movement up front after, you know, four or 500,000 miles. Right. And, and the problem we have with all of those is that the plates are attached by bolts going through dips in the pin. Yep. And it doesn't fit precisely. And things can move nope. back and forth. And the rear shackle can slide to the left and then slide to the right as you corner left and corner right. And sure. you hear this and you feel that and bump pop. in your floorboard. Yes, uh-huh. and when you cross the center of the road when you're changing lanes, in the right lane, the load is pushing to the right and the springs are to the left. And when you cross the crown, it all shifts and it feels like the truck lunges. Okay? Uh-huh. What we found to do with those was we simply, now we weren't replacing pins and bushes at this time, we are just trying to solve this problem. I would go back there and I would put a small bottle jack between the leaf spring and the frame, a short one. And I'd put enough uh-huh. pressure on it to straighten out the spring shackles and take the load off of them. Then I could unbolt it, take one plate off, take a hammer and tap the inner plate so that it was all the way against the inside of the spring hanger. And then okay. I would fill the outside with washers until I could just barely get the outside one on there and get the bolt in. And then there was no movement for things to move around anymore. The snap and pop was gone and the truck handled properly. Okay. Now we did that for years and it was really no big deal. Once you found the right size washers to, to go on there and, and you could fill it up and, and then just, it was kind of like shimming the bottom end of a kingpin. Yeah. The the DR Horton kit, uh, the roller the the roller bearing kit for that shackle, they right. come with some washers, but, but they not don't enough. come with sele- But they don't come with select fit washers. They're all the same thickness. So I, I I you know if I can find them of various thicknesses, that's what I would work with. Uh, but otherwise, you you know you've got uh, you know a little more than a sixteenth per washer, and that's what comes with the kit. You know what we used to use. We used What's to use the, shim, the shims out of a kingpin kit. Oh, okay. They, they might okay. be a little too large to fit the pin, but they gave us the thickness we needed in order to absorb the space. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll have to, because I'm thinking about hitting my kingpins while I'm doing this. Um, 
if I'm going to get off the road and drag it into the shop, I might as well get it all done. Yeah, you go to any now, shop that does a lot of kingpins, they'll have a whole bunch of those shim washers left around. Yeah, yeah. If you could talk talk them out of it, I, I would imagine they'd be glad to get rid of it. I don't think they'd care one way or another. Right. So the other thing is this is a two-leaf spring. Right. The tops are rolled to hold the uh, bushings. Correct. The bottom are free to crisscross and 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 have movement. Um, is except there the front any end, practical? The, except that? the front end of the bottom pin is wrapped around the front of the leaf spring as a safety wrap. The back end is open. So if I found a way. There might be space I could shim that so those stop walking side to side, too. If they're walking side to the side, that means the alignment's wrong or the U-bolts aren't tight. Right. If you don't have the U-bolts tight enough, that's when that starts to walk. Okay. And if the rear end of the truck is pushing the truck to the right and you're steering against that all the time, those springs start walking. That's one of the things I'd like to finally correct is uh, finally have a truck that drives straight. I keep fixing up my other trucks for the other guys and... But my truck never gets the attention you'd you'd think. Cobbler with you know the cobbler's kid with no shoes. Kind right, of right, right. Now, do you want to align this yourself, or do you want somebody else to? Well, I had consider a friend of mine years ago recommended to me that I uh, use an alignment method called MD alignment. Yeah, those as guys are crazy. To all they, the they other guys, they don't okay. know shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to at least know. I would like to at least know how to get it done if it can be done in the shop floor before I drive it even as far to go to an alignment shop. If I felt I had to do that. Okay, uh, I've got. Books. I've got two options for you. Okay. Okay. If you go to our uh, a website, I won't say our website. Oh yes, I will. Our website. Why wouldn't we say our website? MDAlignment.com. And go to the video library. There is. Uh-huh. A... And you sign in, make yourself a password on your own little account, and then you can access the video library. And there is a video library in there on how to string and tape measure line your truck. Okay? Okay. Costs you 10 bucks to watch it. Mm-hmm. But once you pay the 10 bucks, okay. you can watch it as many times as you want for two weeks. Okay? That's quite fair. And it will tell you how to string and tape measure line your truck yourself. Yep. Okay. Now, in addition to that, on the website, you can buy a book that I wrote on how to align your truck with strings and tape measures. Yep. Now, more detail. the laser system that we've developed and we sell is based on the string and tape measure concepts. If it didn't work uh, okay. with the way our strings and tape measures work, then we wouldn't have used it. And, and we have guys that buy this and they're small fleets or owner operators, and they get 30 foot of string and tape measure, roll the duct tape out, and they fix their trucks, and it works. Okay. I'm uh, I'm big on that idea. I I personally think anybody that owns three trucks ought to be able to fix their own truck. Well, and we if, do almost everything in-house, almost everything. If you've got enough so, tools to change the brakes, you've got enough tools to do an alignment. Underneath my bunk, I have enough tools to remove and replace a head. So well, there you go. I'm pretty sure we're covered. <laughs> I think you got it. Okay? Okay. Thank you very much. You have a great day. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Well, okay. We're, we're at the 30-minute mark, but we've got three people. Let's, let's, let's try to answer some here. questions. Let's what the hell? We've done some short shows. Uh, 
214. Hello, 214. Is this Texas? Sure is. What's going on in Texas? Hold on, I'm in South Carolina. Oh, okay. I live so in you Oklahoma, know. Texas, phone number, Oklahoma, down under transplant. So, yeah. and, based, and based on the accent, you're originally from North Dakota. Now, South. I'm a Southerner. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Uh, I had a MD alignment done about a year ago, but uh, I, I put new tires on about 50,000 miles ago, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the right-hand tire, on the right-hand outside edge, I got a a little bit more wear than the rest of the diet. It's not serious, but I can see that it's chopped a little bit okay. more off it. Uh, okay. What year did make a truck? 2014 388 Peterbilt car carrier, Stinger rig. Okay. What I would like you to do, you're probably driving down the road at 70 miles an hour, right? No. I'm parked right now, but it ain't very and often I go 70. And you're sitting in the truck? No, I'm standing beside it. Could you sit in the truck? What? Could you sit in the truck now? Yeah, I could. We're going yeah. to do a little experiment. Good. I want to do an experiment. Uh-huh. I need you to sit in the truck to do it. Okay. Hang in the on. driver's seat, not the passenger Okay. Okay. Well, let's put me on duty on my logbook. <laughs> no. No, this is mechanical test. This is not logging. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to start the engine up. It'll have to go through click, 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 this, that, and the other thing, and it'll finally be able to start, right? Okay. I skipped that step. It started. All right. Now, your steering wheel is aimed straight ahead right now, correct? Pretty much, yep. I want you to turn the steering wheel to the right, and I want you to count how many revolutions it turns. Okay. One, yep. two, yep. two, and a, two and a half. That's your problem. You have got what's called a 55-degree wheel cut. It's coming out more and more on the later model trucks because they want the trucks to turn shorter. As a result of this, when the truck is in a maximum right turn, like when you're backing in or maneuvering in stalls, The right front tires lean all the way up on its outside shoulder. The steering arm and the tie rod get too much lined up with each other, and the tie rod end joint loses mechanical advantage, and the right front tire starts wobbling and starts cupping on the outside shoulder of the right front tire. Yep. Well, I don't have any cupping on it. Yeah, but it's gonna it's gonna wear it, and it's eventually gonna cup it. It was the the issue is this is this has just come up here in the last decade. It used to be yeah. that uh, you wouldn't get more than two, two maybe turns. as much as two and a quarter turns out of your steering wheel. And it, 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 each yep. one was 18 degrees. Each one turns 20 degrees. Each time you make one revolution, you get 20 degrees of wheel cut. You, that used to be as far as it would turn. And that, would, that uh, because it would only turn that much, your, your steering assembly had mechanical advantage all the way through the turn both ways. Now they've decided yep. that 55 degrees is better so that you can turn into sharper into uh uh, various lots, uh, but unfortunately, yeah, but on most, the right, mostly on a mostly on a turn real sharp because the car carrier. I, I never make U turns or anything like that. No, and, yeah, uh, but it does. 
it doesn't matter how often you do it. Once you start the pattern and the shoulder starts getting short while you're driving straight, that shorter rib wears faster than the other ribs. Right. Now, the reason oh, okay. it doesn't do it on the left wheel is because when you turn all the way to the steering left, box. the steering gearbox prevents yeah. it from wiggling. You got something on both the front okay. and back of that spindle. Now, oh. if, it's Im- if it's important to you to be able to turn short, then leave it the nah. way it is and accept that you got a tire problem. But if you want to no, solve that tire, I don't need to be able to turn tight. I don't turn tight anyway. So. Yeah. All right, then what you need to do is so you just, can adjust the steering stops on the axle so it only turns two turns and you won't have that problem anymore. Right. So turn it out to two turns right. instead of two and a half, and then go out and the little bolt on the on the spindle, back it out and back it out to where it's touching the axle, and you're done. Oh, okay. And you only have work, to man. correct. You only have to correct the right side because the left side won't have the problem. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Well, that was easy. Right. Yeah, I like it. Thank easy you very much. You're welcome, so, buddy. But the, um, just one other comment. Uh, one of the trucks that I drove down under, I guess they were a little bit smarter and they cured that problem because it has steering box on each side. If so. you have an eighteen thousand pound or more axle. In the U.S., you get two gearboxes. Yep. Okay. Well, I guess this yeah, truck there's... had a heavy axle on because it had a steering box on each side. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You get yep. a little assist, a little more assist on that side of right. Steve. Yep. Right. Okay. Oh, watch the learning curve. Thank you much. There you are, buddy. You have a good day. Bye. Okay. See you, mate. Yep. Okay. Right. Another good one. From yes. South Dakota was it? Um, somewhere south. He was uh, <laughs> he was Texas, North Carolina, out of Australia. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, two more. Let's hurry through them. Three one five. Three one five must be New York City. New York. No, this is that guy up in the Finger Lakes. I recognize this one. Okay. Hello there. <laughs> no, it's not the Finger Lakes, but uh, oh, okay. I'm up upstate, up central New York, anyway. Okay. I'm down in the, in the Nebraska right now, but I got a, a 03 Coronado, 1.6 million on it. Uh, I jack up the front end and, and grease it and all that, but it's still got a wandering. It's got air right front end on it, and just every time it hits a bump, it just wants to dart and wander. I was listening to your two degree uh, shim. Would that you think that'll help this thing? Nope. Do you have better nope. road manners? No. Nope. Not with an air ride. You, you're you're driving a land yacht, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? I haven't found anything to cure that thing because the airbags want to whoosh, whoosh. Okay, the best suggestion I can make to you is replace your shock absorbers with gas pressurized shocks. Most of them have got hydraulics. Put gas pressurized on and let it stabilize it. Because when the body rolls, it's, it's causing it to steer Yes, it's getting a, It's what's called a bump steer. Right. The angle between the drag link and the axle is changing, and it's pushing your steering wheel and your counter steering all over. Oh, God, am I chasing this thing? Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about the, better the, left the fifth wheel dry, just let it push it that way? <laughs> the, two things, the two things that contribute to road water like you're describing, one is if it was towed out a little bit, and if you felt the tire, you would feel sharp feathering going in and smooth going out on both tires, and that would justify a road wander from toe. Right. 
The second is the fact that those airbags are compressing and, and, and loosening, and the body roll is causing a bump steer. And the right. best way I know to stop that is to put the biggest gas pressurized shocks on you can find. Or just replace the whole air ride with spring ride. Yeah, that's too expensive. Oh, that that's is right. a lot of money. I got but, yeah, another make sure, question. Make sure the yeah. toe is right. Well, What's your other question? The, 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 uh, the drives. I, I got them Dayton uh, DS303s, I guess. My feathering okay. is front to back, not side to yes. side. Yes. Um, yes. The tires have got arrows on them. Like, they're directional tires? Yeah. Yeah. They were directional for the that. first 6,000 miles. Yeah, they were directional while you were breaking them in so that they reduced the onset of a regular wear. But once they're broke in, you can run them the opposite way. And the heel and toe you're feeling is from engine horsepower and brake application. It's normal. Very normal. The higher the horsepower, right. the more heel and toe you get. Or the more braking you do. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Very Just X-rotate them. You have yourself a great day, and good luck with that boat. <laughs> we made it. We did it. We're through them all. Yep. We had a good time. Nine, tw- nine ten or nine so. Nine, ten. We went a little over, but we were short before, so they won't charge us any extra. All right. Well, good. Um, next Sunday, I will not be here. Nope. And I don't know if Kevin's going to try and do a show or not. Watch for us on Facebook. We'll let you know if they're going to do a I'll show. I'll try to get a hold of Rutherford so she doesn't send out that message. If, so you're going to, if you if don't you do it. Cancel it. Yeah, I'll you, you sure and John. It might be you and John or it might be you, whoever, but right. that's up to you to decide. I'll be on the road. Yep. Thank you, folks. Have yourselves a good evening. Appreciate you listening in. Thanks for calling. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.